plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, you betcha. It is party time. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. It is our informational and educational infotainment playground. It's brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are Charity. And I am your host. I am Cynthia Bryan, your goddess gardener and your empowerment architect. And I'm always here to help you seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. Today's show is going to be quite uh, exciting, I think, because it really is all about the entertainment industry. Coming up in segment two, we're going to have a voice actor, producer, award-winning writer-creator, Mark Cashman, with us, who has over 40 years, both in front of and behind the microphone, doing audiobooks, commercials, radio, film, animated series, video games, all of that. So we are excited to have him. He also coaches uh, voice actors worldwide via Skype, which is kind of cool. And he's also the author of a uh, wonderful VO book. So uh, we'll be talking to him in segment two. So you'll make sure to stay tuned And in segment three, we're going to go back to that conversation that we've had in past shows about the challenges of the college admissions because there's so much stress and tension among parents and teens, and it really mounts as, uh, you know, as it gets closer to the times that their kids have to go to college and have to apply and all of that. And uh, I had a a wonderful letter from um, my own alma mater, which is Cal Berkeley, from the chancellor who uh, wrote in the California magazine this uh, a letter to all the graduates and and you know and future people. And I thought it was just so appropriate that and very very succinct and um, on point that I'm going to share that with you. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, always looking for fantastic volunteers who want to make a difference in this world. So go to bethestarur.org. And this is from Mark Twain. You can't depend on your eyes when your imagination is out of focus. I thought that was really pretty cool since we are going to be uh, diving into the entertainment industry today. Well, before we get there, let's just uh, touch on the U.S. Census because the date has passed since everyone was supposed to turn in their their census um, form. It was very easy to do online. It only took a couple of minutes 
But there was that uh, question on there, are you a U.S. citizen? And it's so interesting, the debate that has been going about that. Is it really politically motivated? Is it going to prevent people from uh, participating in the census? Uh, Is it actually secure? What is the census information uh, collected for? What is it going to be used for? And I have to admit, I mean, I am a U.S. citizen. uh, However, I I was nervous even to take the census. It's like, I don't even, I don't know. Do I want to be counted? I guess. I'm not sure. But I can totally see if you are not a U.S. citizen, and especially if you are here illegally, you may not want to be counted, but how is that going to help or hinder what's going to happen as far as when they're figuring out the different ethnicities and the different people who are living here? So what do you think about this? Why don't you let us know? Because I find all of this is rather um, very interesting uh, procedures that are happening, and I think that it's something that we have to think about. Well, what I wanted to really talk about here in segment one before we get our very um, accomplished guest on in segment two is uh, also an email that I got from my talent agent, which is Stars the Agency here in San Francisco. And it was addressing two things, sexual harassment and information regarding eating disorders. And I thought this was very appropriate for Italian agents to send out because we really haven't had any information from our talent agents at all. And I can literally remember the day when um, it was back in the 80s when I was up for a lead role in a TV series. And after the final, I don't know, six or seven auditions and callbacks, you know, the final piece of the puzzle was uh, that the producer wanted some sexual favors in order to cast me, which made me so upset that, of course, um, I declined rather abruptly, was very angry, called my Los Angeles agent at the time. And although he was very kind, my agent was very kind and empathetic, he, was, um, he also kind of responded with like, you know what? Dorothy, you're not in Kansas anymore. You know, welcome to the the trials and tribulations of Hollywood. And it didn't encourage me to pursue it, but also just let me know this is what's happening. So I'm really, really glad that the Me Too movement is happening and the time's up and that agents are actually stepping forward and letting their talent know that you do not have to take any of this. So uh, what are the sexual harassment policies? What they're including is um, they are including a list of protected groups and they have an outline of the sort of prohibited behavior by coworkers or third parties that could be considered sexual harassment. And then they provide resources for a confidential complaint process And they include a page of websites, links, hotlines that facilitate the harassment discrimination complaint procedure. And that was all attached. And these were educational materials that were approved by the Association of Talent Agents, the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement, and the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. 
And they were all forwarded to talent in compliance with a new law that has come out. So they encouraged us all to read it, understand it as it applies to us as independent contractors, because we are almost always independent contractors unless we're uh, working under a sag after agreement where we're now an employee. But still, the uh, materials that were created for an employer-employee environment were referenced here. So that was, you know, it was descriptive only, not meant to um, establish any employment relationship. I mean, with uh, with an agent, we're always a, an independent contractor. My agency has never been and never will be an employer. They do not do that. So I thought I would just read a few things here because Uh, The mission of the Department of Fair Employment and Housing is to protect the people of California from unlawful discrimination in employment, housing, public accommodations, and from the perpetration of acts of hate violence or human trafficking. So what this uh, particular uh, email or document, I guess, that was sent is uh, included behaviors that could be or may be sexual harassment include unwanted sexual advances, offering employment benefits in exchange for sexual favors, leering gestures or displaying sexually suggestive objects, pictures, cartoons, or posters, derogatory comments, epithets, uh, slurs, or jokes, graphic comments, sexually degrading words or suggestive or obscene messages or invitation, and in, of course, any physical touching or assault, as well as impeding or blocking movements. And so employees or job applicants who believe they've been sexually harassed or retaliated against, they can file a complaint of discrimination with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. And that's a really good uh, step forward. They have to uh, do it within one year of the last act of harassment or retaliation. And the DFEH will serve as a neutral fact founder. And they will attempt to help the parties voluntarily resolve any disputes. And if they find sufficient evidence to establish that discrimination occurred and um, settlement efforts fail, then the department may file a civil complaint in state or federal court to address the causes of the discrimination and on behalf of the complaining party. So DEFH may seek court orders changing the employee's policies and the employer's policies and practices. They may go for punitive damages, attorney fees, and costs if they prevail in litigation. And then employees can also pursue the matter through their own private lawsuit in civil court after a complaint has been filed with the DFEH and a right to sue notice has been issued. So, you know, I thought that was very Informative. Now, the facts. Here are the facts that they stated. Sexual harassment is a form of discrimination based on sex, gender, including pregnancy, childbirth, or related medical conditions, gender identity, gender expression, or sexual orientation, and individuals of any gender can be the target of sexual harassment. Unlawful sexual harassment does not have to be motivated by sexual desire. Sexual harassment may involve harassment of a person of the same gender as the harasser, regardless of either person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Of course, that's been written by a lawyer, but it's actually pretty clear. And then there's two types of sexual harassment. The first one 
is a quid pro quo. Now, if you don't know what quid pro quo uh, stands for, it's Latin for this, for that. In other words, sexual harassment is when someone conditions a job or promotion or other work benefit on your submission to sexual advances or other contacts uh, or, you know, any contact that would based on sex, like the one I just gave as an example that happened to me uh, many years ago. The second one was hostile work environment, which is sexual harassment occurs when an unwelcome comment or a contact uh, that is based on sex on reasonably interferes with your work performance or creates an intimidating, hostile, or offensive work environment. And you might experience sexual harassment even if the offensive conduct was not aimed directly at you. Now, it has to be severe or pervasive to be unlawful. And that means that it alters the conditions of your employment and creates an abusive work environment. And here's something important to note. A single act of harassment may be sufficient to, uh, to be unlawful and to be reported. So let me just give out a phone number in case you want to pursue anything. And that uh, phone number is 800, it's toll free, 884-1684, 800-884-1684. And you can also contact by email, which is contact.center at dfeh.ca.gov. So that is some information for you. And then there's a lot of information about the steps that employers have to take. And then some of the resources, other resources besides what I just gave you, if you're a member of SAG-AFTRA, you already know to contact SAGAFTRA.org, and they have a whole discrimination and harassment um, area. In fact, they just did a great podcast about uh, sexual harassment and what we can do about it. If you are um, in the, the DGA, the Directors Guild, you can contact DGA. There is also the Producers Guild, which is PGA. And you can contact the Actors Fund, actorsfund.org. And Women in Film also have resources, as well as the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, if you're not part of the entertainment industry. And that website is eeoc.gov. Then when it got, um, oh, oh, I forgot to give you Time's Up, timesupnow.com. That's a legal defense fund that'll subsidize legal support for individuals who have experienced any sexual harassment and retaliation in the workplace, and it's administered by the National Women's Law Center. So that's a very helpful one, I think, because so often we're discouraged from coming forward because you don't really have any money to go forward, and you know that's uh, scary. So now I was really happy to see that they talked about eating disorders because, uh, of course, you know, modeling agencies and models, we, uh, models are kind of renowned for having eating disorders. And uh, there's always been, you know, you're always too tall, too short, too fat, too skinny, you know. But usually you're always heavier than what an agent wanted you. They always wanted you to be thinner. So here's eating disorders, and it's about more than food. So they ask you the questions, has your urge to eat less or more food spiraled out of con uh, control? Are you overly concerned about your outward appearance? If so, you might have an eating disorder. 
So what is an eating disorder? They, it is really a very serious medical illness, and it's marked by severe disturbances to a person's eating behaviors. You can have an obsession with food, with body weight, with shape. Those all might be signs of an eating disorder. And a, a, an eating disorder can affect a person's physical and mental health, and very often it can be life-threatening. Uh, an eating disorder can be treated, so you have to learn more about it. It's not a lifestyle choice. It's a biologically influenced medical illness. And who is at risk for eating disorders? It can affect people of all ages, racial, you know, it doesn't matter what, what racial or ethnic background, your body weight, your gender. Although eating disorders often appear during the teen years or young adulthood, they can also develop during childhood or even later in life. So just remember, people with an eating disorder may appear healthy, yet they could be extremely ill. And the exact cause is not fully understood, but research is, you know, they're studying it. And they suggest it's a combination of genetic, biological, behavioral, psychological, and social factors that can raise a person's risk. Uh, Some of the common types that you've heard of are anorexia nervosa, um, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, and all of these can be fatal. So if you or someone you know is in crisis and needs immediate help, call um, there's a National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline at 800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that could be very, very helpful. Uh, eating disorders can be treated when you seek medical uh, treatment. And, but people with eating disorders are at a higher risk for suicide and any medical complications. So it's uh, treatment plans could include psychotherapy, medical care, monitoring, nutritional counseling, medications, or a combination of all of those things. And uh, research also suggests that medication may help treat some disorders and may not create others. So in order to find a treatment, you should go to nimh.gov, and you can find help. So that's the National Institute of Mental Health. Well, when we come back from break, Mark Cashman is going to be with us. I am very excited about hosting him today, and you're going to find out a lot about what a voice actor does And we'll hear all about his experiences. Stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And we will be right back with Mark Cashman. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. 
925-377-STAR and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, the power is about to really get ignited. The fireworks will begin. Hello again. Thank you for staying with me. I am Cynthia Bryan, and you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I am bringing you a pioneer on the planet. I am so excited to introduce our next guest. Now, if you have ever watched commercials, listened to the radio, read an audiobook, you have probably heard the voice of our guest. He was voted one of the best voices of the year three times by Audiophile Magazine. He's also an award-winning radio and TV producer. Let me introduce you to the voice president of Cashman Productions. Hello, Mark Cashman. Hello, Cynthia. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Well, thank you for coming on the show. It's always so exciting to uh, speak with a fellow actor, albeit you are an incredible award-winning voice actor. Now, as a creator, a writer, a producer, you have won over 150 advertising awards, including a coveted Clio. I mean, I really, uh, that's very exciting. Now, as a voice actor, you've been, you have voiced video games, animated series, audiobooks. I mean, it goes on and on. So I want to start at the beginning. How did you go from being a copywriter in advertising to becoming a voice talent? I didn't expect it to happen, but it did very, very soon after I got into it. I was writing and producing and casting commercials. And and then I would say maybe about a year or two, about a year or two into it, a number of my clients were asking me, why don't you voice this commercial? And I, my immediate response was, oh, I, I could, I've got, I work with the, some of the top talent in the world. They're going to do a much better job than I am. They're seasoned pros. They've been doing this 10, 20, 30 years. Um, I, I, and they said, but we'd really like you to do this. Well, I had to scramble. And the rest and, is history. <laughs> yeah, I really had to scramble. I really had to learn as much as I could very, very quickly. Fortunately, in the in in the first couple of years as I was doing it, as I was working with these voice actors, I was kind of uh, through osmosis. I was getting and understanding a lot of what they were doing. Well, and, they were in the studio with you, right, yeah, Mark? So you yeah. could watch them and you yep. probably watch yep. their preparation, yep. the exercises they did, yes, you yes. know, the water that they drank, yes. you know, how they protected their voice, all those yep. things. All those things, all those things. And, um, and so 
I I I jumped in and uh, and did some some voice work for some of my clients. But after I did it, I really felt that I could be much better. Again, I I wanted to well be as good as some of the people who I were who I was directing. Yes, so if you're going to go for something, try to be the best always, absolutely, right? Absolutely. So I joined probably one of the very first voiceover workout groups that was ever conceived. And it was here in Los Angeles. And there were 10 pro voice actors who uh, just through, I don't know, serendipity, I got invited to join this group. So I was the youngest guy there. And I just, you know, I was the greenest guy there. And, and I worked out, this was a literally a workout group where we worked out together on scripts every single week for, oh, I would say about six years. You know, that was such an incredible learning experience because basically what you were doing, it was an acting workshop, but with people that you became, you know, very close with and trusted. And so you could bounce off one another. Absolutely. Plus I was learning from the best. Yes. In, in fact, the very first night that I was there, they kept asking me, why don't you get beyond the mic? And I said, you know, I just like to listen. I would just like to listen. Just let me this night. Let me listen. And um, and so I and that's what I did. I listened for the first night. And 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 um, then the next week I I jumped in and and uh, and I did that literally week in and week out for six years. So the training couldn't have been better. Because I was alerting from the best people in the city who were in this group. And now workout groups, voiceover workout groups are ubiquitous. They're right. all over the place. They right. even have they either have them uh, in studio in a small studio where people can get together physically in three dimensions, or they've got them virtually where you can go online and work out with other colleagues uh, no matter where you are. Well, that gets me to something else that you do. I mean, you have also, you know, you've been a guest speaker all over the world and Mm -hmm. you've taught classes. But one of the things that you do is you are actually a voice actor coach. But because of technology, you can coach people anywhere in the world. You can use Skype or phone or however, right? It's amazing. Skype or Zoom, either of those platforms. And it's just astounding. I still have to pinch myself that I've got students in South Africa and and, uh, 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 Tel Aviv and London and New Zealand and Tokyo. Uh, The the list goes on and on and on. And it's just absolutely amazing. The only the only challenge with some of those is the time zone difference where right. you know there's you know there's a lot of a lot of hours in between so we have to find and find our times to do it but we we figure it out and 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 it's it's doable and it's so much fun well and you know i think when you're passionate about something it is really fun and when you're very dedicated you're always going to find the time to do it did you um, ever work with or did you know lucille bliss i did I I met Lucille a number of times, but I didn't know her well, but I did know her and she was a lovely, lovely lady. Wasn't she? I mean, amazing. Yeah. I mean, she, I've worked with her many times. Of course, she's not with us anymore and she was on my television shows and things, but I just always was so impressed with her 
of of what she, you know, what she was able to do. And uh, she was the uh, voice of the Smurfette and and original Cinderella. Yes, 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 yes. Amazing. I I wish I, I wish. I had gotten to work with her again. I met her in different venues and uh, that we where we met up, voiceover related events and things like that. But I never did get a, did get a chance to work with her. I would say probably the the highlight of my career in terms of uh, people who I've worked with uh, was Orson Welles before he passed. You know what? I worked with Orson Welles as well. Um, how was it for him, voiceover? Because I, I would say acting with him was not very fun. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, when I first uh, told some of my colleagues that I was going to work with him, they all were they all were aghast, and they and they said, "Oh my God, Orson Welles, he's going to eat you up and spit you out." Yeah. And I, and I said, "Why would he do that?" I I, I really I was really. I wasn't Shocked, nice. right? I wasn't. I was because I was, he's I was, Orson Welles, Mark. And, and <laughs> I know, I know, and I've heard, and I heard the stories, but I still said, why would he do? The only reason that he would do that, at least in my mind, was if you were disrespectful, or or if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, maybe. Yes, but yes, because you know why you thought that, Mark? Because you're a decent human being. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, anyway. I, they, they, they. They were worried about me, and, and 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 when I worked with him, he was a pussy cat. He oh, was just he was so sweet. He was so nice. Unfortunately, it was toward the end of his career. He wasn't doing physically that well. He was in a wheelchair. He was suffering from diabetes related uh, things, but he was still such a pro. He was it was unbelievable, and and um. Uh, the the highlight uh, actually the, the 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 most fun thing as we were working together about I don't know fifteen minutes into the session because I kept referring to him as Mr Wells Mr uh, Wells Mr Wells I always were you producing it or were you working uh, I was producing actor? it I was producing, producing the okay, spots yeah cool. so I was in the studio with the engineer and he was in the booth and but I kept referring to him as Mr Wells well about fifteen minutes into the session he said Mark Mark you you don't have to call me. Mr. Wells, you you can call me Orson. So I, I, <laughs> that I, I, made that has it, made your career. I mean, it, it, to have it, it, Orson Wells say yes, that. Yes, he said that, but I didn't call him Orson. I I I, I in fact when he when he said that, I said, Thank you, Mr. Wells. I'll take that under advisement. And I did not ref- I never referred to him. As Orson, I never called him Orson throughout the entire session. It was about uh, two hours, and and at the end of the session, he said to me, "Mark, you 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 never called me Orson." And I said, "Mr. Wells, I respect you way too much to do that." And that 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 was about the that that was the end of the session, and wow. and uh, and and yeah, that was he was he was a really. He was a really. Well, I'm so that's a, that's a wonderful story, and I'm glad that he was um, that he was on his best behavior. Probably, yes. he wasn't on best behavior when he was healthier. They think that might have been the yes, yes. I've heard a number of stories. But yes. Now, well, at what point did you have to join? Um, well, it would have been now at SAG-AFTRA, but it would have yes. been uh, AFTRA probably, right? Oh, I, I joined that uh, right in the beginning of my career, just uh, because I I was employing. Uh, uh, after uh, a sign, uh, you know, after uh, yeah, uh, uh, actors and everything, so I had to be a signator, and and um, and so yeah, I I joined uh, uh, that right away and was a signator for for decades. You know, it's uh, it's interesting because uh, 
it's now that we're SAG after every all the contracts are to me a little bit more confusing because yes, you never know are. which one that you're working on. It used to be so easy if you were doing voice, if you were doing radio, yes. if you were doing TV that yes. wasn't a film. If it yes. wasn't on reel to reel, it was usually after. Yes. Now, you know, and now it's like, well, you have to call your agent. Uh, and find out which contract, or you call the union and find out which contract. Cynthia, you just—you ha- you represent- just dated yourself. You know that, Cynthia. You just dated oh, yourself. You said you said the phrase "real to real." I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm definitely dating myself. Well, I've been doing this a very long time. As <laughs> but you know, it gets in your blood, doesn't it, Mark? And you just really, really love it. You now, know what's amazing? You, you know what's absolutely amazing is that I, I love this more than when I first started out 40 years ago. Yeah. If there's something about it that you just can't stop and it just keeps growing and it keeps advancing and you just... Uh, you grow with it. And the fact that you're teaching others, like I have coached um, acting, specializing with kids for film and, and television for a number of years. And I feel like I learn as much every single time, you know, yes. that I work with somebody. And oh, yeah. I'm sure that you do the same thing oh, yeah. with voice acting because everyone brings something else to the table. But Absolutely. let's get back to you because you're the reason that I'm here. First of <laughs> all, if you're just joining us, we are talking to Mark Cashman, and he is not only a 40-year veteran of being a voice actor, he is also a producer, a writer, uh, does copy advertising. He has his own company. He's the voice president. I love that. Voice president (laughs) of Cashman Commercials. And you can visit his website, cashmancommercials.com. And he also coaches all over the world, which is very exciting. Now, I would like uh, to talk about audiobooks for a moment. Yeah, yeah. You have done voices on over 150, you've probably done more since uh, I've read your bio, of yeah. audiobooks, right? Yes. And I don't know if you want to talk about any specific one or if you had one that was more interesting. I know they're all interesting, but sometimes mm-hmm. something just speaks to you. Mm-hmm. Doing an audiobook is tough because if you're doing... Unless you're just doing one voice, you might have to be doing multiple voices. That's when you're doing fiction, you have to do multiple yeah. voices. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Multiple characters. Absolutely. That comes part and parcel with fiction. So uh, what is your process, Mark, in keeping track of the oh. voices that you have to do when uh-huh. you are voicing a uh-huh. marvelous fiction book? I keep a spreadsheet. Believe it or not, I keep a spreadsheet. In other words, I've got uh, three columns. Column one is the character and in the order of appearance. Column two is any description in the book of that character or that character's voice. And column three is my assignation, basically the voice I assign to each particular character. And this keeps me consistent from character to character to character. Now, Just a little side note here. Jim Dale, the voice of Harry Potter, the narrator of Harry Potter and all the Harry Potter series, uh, at one point was in the Guinness Book of World Records as voicing 237 characters in just one book. Oh my goodness. And and people I were didn't wondering realize that. Yes, people were wondering how could he possibly keep track of all those voices? All those voices. Well, what Jim Dale did was very very smart. He kind of kept a spreadsheet as well, but he went one step further. He recorded a snippet 
of each voice on a master CD. And when the character came up at a certain point in the in the story that he couldn't remember offhand, he would stop. He would ask his engineer. He'd look down his list and say, "Could you please play number um, eighty-seven?" And the and the engineer would play eighty-seven. He'd hear the the the, uh, uh, the line, and he'd say, "Got it. Thank you." And then yes. go on. You know, I was going to say that is really the smartest way to do it, right? Mm. I mean, you're doing voices, you, and if you're going to have that many voices, yes. you'll, you, it's really a very um, intelligent way to maneuver by recording yes. the voice. So have you taken that as a cue? Do you recommend it? Do you do it yourself? Oh, yeah. So absolutely. If if, if I have... Mo- it seems if, like it's if, a, life, a lifesaver. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's nothing There's nothing better than than hearing the actual voice print. And again, this, what we'll call the signature line for each particular character. So you can get that in your mind and then move and then keep that character consistent. All well, the way let's through. go back to how you find the characters. Do you ah. find... Now, I know you are the author of a book on yes. voiceovers that yes. is uh, that is very prominent in the industry. Mm-hmm. It's called VO Tips, Tricks, Tools, and Techniques to Start and Sustain Your Voiceover Career. So all of you can go to uh, Cashman uh, Productions dot I mean Cashman Commercials dot com and you can get a copy of his book or on Amazon, however you want to do it. But do you find I'm the I'm an author of eight different books and none of them nonfiction, wow. but wow. they're all nonfiction, not fiction. However, I was wondering how much input does the author have in the voice of the character? Do you work with some of them? Some of them some just of them, yes, there? absolutely, absolutely. Some of them, and, and you know, it's interesting. I guess it just depends upon the publisher as to you know how they want to how much they want to involve the author in a particular. Uh, uh, you know, uh, production. You know, it's just like production. writing, right? How much do you want to have the actual exactly author? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the authors will say, "I want a voice. I want to uh, read my own book." And sometimes the publishers will say, "Okay, well, let's try you out and see how it works." And some of them do, and others don't. And sometimes the publishers will say, "You know what? I think, given your your you know skills your skill level, uh, I think it would be best you." It, it, I always say, "You know, we want the same relationship with you that we have with the flies. We don't fly around, and they don't. Uh, we don't walk on the ceiling, and, and, and they don't right. try to do voiceover." You well, know? the author could do an introduction or something. That's exactly right. Right. The, uh, that's you exactly know, right. As you know, Mark, as an actor and as a, a director and a producer, it's very interesting. So many authors are not good speakers. No, they're not. They're and not, but, usually they're very shy. They work yes, alone. You know, yes. this is not something that they're good at doing. Absolutely. Definitely not good at creating character voices absolutely i mean you know i'm making a big generality no no but 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 in general you're 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 correct again they became writers because they didn't want to be performers exactly and 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 so you know you can leave let the performers perform and let the writers write right well you know with that being said is there um, a couple of any favorite performances that you have done because the book you know just allowed for you to really embellish or to be the best that you could be I'm trying to remember I'm trying to come is up it like it. a child you know yes. you know you, yes, you love yes, them yes. all you know how can you pick one child exactly That's- exactly there in terms of let me just I would just have to say that in terms of genre, that probably the the most enjoyable 
part of the the most enjoyable genre I find is young readers seven to twelve. Because it allows you, and it, and most of these are all fiction books with mm-hmm. with uh, with different characters, and it allows you to imaginative. Again, it just allows you to get to have so much fun mm-hmm. with these characters, and and you know that that the children that you're talking to these are their such formative years. And and so I would say young readers seven to twelve is 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 the area that I really really love reading because I know that they're really going to enjoy these books and and remember, you have so much fun doing them yes because absolutely. you get to be a kid again absolutely I, I I remember one book I was doing and the and the, um, uh, the 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 head of the studio the executive producer said by the way the author is going to be coming in today and sitting in for about an hour listening to you. And I said, oh, cool. All right. That's cool. So I, you know, again, we went in, we started recording and everything. And I would say about, you know, two hours into the, into the session, the author came in and I saw them, I saw her sit down, you know, in the, in the control room, in the back of the control room, but I just saw her sit down. I didn't really, you know, I didn't stop everything and say, hi, and how say, are you doing? Right. You, you're they, working. I was working and, uh, and and I just kept on going. And, you know, after, you know, 10 seconds, they were invisible and I just did my thing and and uh, read for about another hour or so. And then we took a break and I came out and and of course, at this point, the author is going to, you know, they're going to say something to you. You don't know what it's going to be. But um, but the author said, ask me, how did you know? the voices of those characters were in my head. How did you know those voices? Oh my gosh, I have chills. And, uh, and I, I said, you know, I, I, you know, obviously I, you know, I'm not clairvoyant, so right, <laughs> I, certainly, right. I certainly didn't. I said, but, but the word spoke to you, but the word that the character spoke to me, yeah. they really, really spoke to me. And, and, um, and so when she said, yeah, you, you, you got the characters in my head. Then I I knew that I was I, I I it was like I spiked it in the end zone. That is so thrilling. You know, yeah. there's nothing better than when you do your work and and especially when you're kind of going blind and you're creating it, mm-hmm. and then to get that kind of feedback, that kind of compliment, it's like yes. wow, my intuition is right. I mean, that's yeah. something that I've always learned as a an actor is that I really always trust my gut you know it's yes. like you do your homework right yep. you do your homework you do your backstory you do your research and yep. then you got to listen yes. you have to really be calm and listen well we have just a couple minutes left I, we're already going over but I'm having so much fun talking <laughs> to you uh, that I want to keep going I just wanted to ask so now do you have a record of how many voices you have are you going to go for the guinness book of records oh my goodness no oh there's no. just no way that it's um you know i i it's it's funny i i don't i don't really keep count somebody asked me the other day how many books have you sold mm-hmm. and i said you know what i i really have no idea and okay. i true and That's i truthfully true. i truthfully don't care what right. i really what i really care about is where my books go so when when somebody in China writes to me and says I read your book and I then I loved it, I say, "Oh my God, my book got to China? Yeah. Are you kidding me?" Yeah. So I'm much more interested in things yeah. like that than than numbers or 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 accomplishments or or or, or anything like that. 
Well, then on the flip side of it, when you're reading a book, whether it's a children's book or whatever book, uh, how do you develop those character voices? Do you just sit with the book? Do you read the book? And then they oh, just yes, you definitely you? Yes, you've got to. You, with fiction, you uh, at least for me. With fiction, I've got to, and, and most people, most narrators do this too. They've got to read the entire book. They have to understand one, the story arc, where it goes from beginning to end. Two, the characters. They have to understand the relationship of each character to each other, and 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 then basically, <clears throat> excuse me, do your homework in terms of as assigning different voices to those characters, appropriate voices to those characters. Uh, well, you know, it's all about the tone, the emotion. Always. You know, it's always about those things. And while we didn't get to video games, I know that they oh. are grittier and darker and all of that. They are. But they definitely, I definitely I want to let our listeners know that go to CashmanCommercials.com. That's C-A-S-H-Man. Just like Cashman, okay, yes. commercials. Yes. So Mark is spelled M-A-R-C, and you yes. can, if you want to be in touch, so it's Mark Cashman. And so you could take a, a voice acting or voiceover class, a private thing with him via Skype or Zoom. But just check it out. There's a lot of things that you can, uh, you can do that Mark can help you with. He has a lot of great tips, and you could pick up his book. And, of course, if you are out there looking for a great voiceover or voice actor, uh, we're introducing you to Mark right now. So that's CashmanCommercials.com. Well, Mark, and also if you would like to hear another interview that Mark did generously with our teens, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com and just look for the interview with Mark, it was also on Voice America. Empowered. Your interviewers, by the way, were so sweet. Uh, they loved they loved talking with you. It was really great. So, so thank cool. you so much. So um, would you like to wrap it up? Sure. All right. All you right. You have the floor. Give us a give us your final uh, you know your final nod, your final little voice acting ending that you would like to say about what you do or about voiceovers or voice acting. Let However, me just, let me just finish by saying, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me and Cynthia Bryan on this show. I hope you learned a, a, just a little bit about voiceover and voice acting. And if you'd like to learn any more, yes, go to cashmancommercials.com or contact me at Mark, M-A-R-C at cashmancommercials.com. And I'll get back to you and answer any questions that you, that you have, but keep on listening to Miss Cynthia Bryan because she is bringing you an entire world of information and entertainment and stuff that you never even thought about she's going to open your eyes so keep on listening well thank you so mark uh, so much for that endorsement i appreciate it we love bringing you this infotainment entertainment here on star style be the star you are so you've been listening to mark cashman again cashmancommercials.com don't go away. We're going to be right back, and we're just going to uh, touch briefly on the college admissions scandal uh, and what uh, what Cal Berkeley Chancellor is saying about it. Thank you, Mark, again, for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and all my, my listeners pleasure. around the world. Stay with me. More to come. Thank you. Be the star you are. The star you are. 
change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Whatever your goal, go for it. All things, even what seems impossible, can be accomplished when you take a few important steps. Visualize the prize. Identify a specific goal and imagine yourself achieving it in every detail. For example, if you want to be a professional speaker, see yourself speaking to thousands of people, making a difference in their lives. Write down your visualizations and repeat them to yourself every day. And as you do, your belief and your confidence will grow. Choose a role model. Inspirational role models demonstrate possibilities and provide invaluable resources for motivation, strength, and hope. And keep reminders of your goals and dreams on cards. Put them where you're going to see them often. Maybe the refrigerator, the dashboard, your mirror, maybe your computer. And pick yourself up after a setback. See mistakes as opportunities to learn and develop new strategies. Mistakes are inevitable. They're valuable and they're essential for growth. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, I certainly enjoyed that interview with Mark Cashman, and I hope you did as well. It's always fun to talk to fellow actors, especially ones who are so accomplished and a producer as well. Well, this is just going to be brief because we went way over with Mark, but I hope that you got a lot out of it. You know, the college admissions scandal that became public in March, it rightfully generated anger and concern that parents would buy admission to elite colleges by falsifying their children's academic or athletic credentials. And so just recently, uh, California Magazine published a letter from the uh, Chancellor, Carol T. Christ, who is from um, Cal Berkeley, which is my alma mater. I went to UCLA and Cal Berkeley. And so I thought I would just read parts of it to you because I think it's very, very important. Um, 
Berkeley's admissions policies for athletes include a number of checks and balances specifically designed to protect the integrity of the admissions process and to ensure that students are qualified both in academics and athletics. There should not be side or back doors for admission. While we are committed to doing what we can to ensure our university won't fall prey to illegal admission schemes in the future, I also want to make sure we don't lose sight of broader, perhaps more significant issues that have been brought to the fore by this scandal. I am often asked how students have changed over the course of the career. Unfortunately, it's not a difficult question to answer. Levels of anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues among our students have significantly increased. And according to the National College Health Assessment, 63% of college students report feeling overwhelmingly anxious. 43% felt that they are so depressed that it was difficult to function. And 13% said they had considered suicide in the last year. On our campus, over the course of the last five years, we've seen a 36% increase in the number of students seeking mental health care and a significant rise in the number of students that were suicidal. We have responded by adding new, progr- uh, new programs and personnel to educate, treat, and support our students. But we are a society, and we have to address the sources, not just the symptoms. While there are certainly multiple causes at work here, I am concerned that our society places too much emphasis on where a student attends college, attaching a false and exaggerated value to attending a small number of elite institutions. A recent high school survey asked students to rate the impact of 19 potential stress factors and number one on the list, pressure to get into a good college. Left unaddressed, our cultural frenzy around admissions to a small number of highly selective universities will continue to exasperate a public health crisis with real long-term consequences. There are many good college choices for every student, and what matters most is what determines how much an individual student gets out of college is what the student can get put into it, as well as to the extent of what institution act Demic offerings, culture, and community match and support the students' needs and interests. Prestige is no substitute for the power and long-term benefits of real learning and education. Elite institutions, including Cal Berkeley, do not have some sort of magical pixie dust that we simply sprinkle on our undergraduates to launch them on a guaranteed trajectory to financial success, professional satisfaction, or personal fulfillment. The, per, the perception of such myths exacts a toll on the students. I also realize that some of the stress and tension among parents and children comes from the fear that admissions is not a level playing field. At Berkeley, we make a concerted effort to make sure applicants understand that admissions is not a sure way of a numbers game. We do what's called a holistic review of every applicant, looking not only at test grades and scores, but at also students' achievements in the context of their opportunities, their challenges, and their socioeconomic status. The University of California is also assessing the benefits of continued reliance on the SAT. I myself have a growing concern that the test does not provide a level playing field. 
As Californians, we must also confront another source of stress, the very large number of applications received by competitive universities. Worried about how hard it is to get in, students apply to longer and longer lists of schools, and six of our UC campuses now get more than 100,000 applications every year. Come March, when when admission decisions go out, there are inevitably more disappointed than elated students. And in the context of rising importance of a college degree, this mismatch between supply and demand, the growing sense of urgency in the face of a limited good only serves to supercharge anxiety. So I have no illusions that there are easy solutions to any of these challenges, but the stakes are high. And in the context of national debate and discussion about the scandals meeting, the time is right for a clear-eyed look at these troubling trends and these underlying causes. And I totally agree, and I thought this was just a really fabulous letter to all of us, because I know that when I applied to colleges, I applied to about two, and the students that I work with today are applying to 15, and they are really stressed. And I will be doing a a show, a full hour of power on anxiety probably coming up in the next month. So stay tuned for that. And with that, I want to thank you so much for being a great listener, for allowing me into your life every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. live right here on the Voice America Network. I do hope that I can empower you and encourage you to be the best you can be because you can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. To make a donation to Be The Star You Are, please visit bethestarur.org. If you'd like any uh, information about Star Style Productions or acting coaching, visit cynthiabryan.com. My aim is always to inspire and inform and muse, motivate, and encourage you, of course. So cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. And literacy is important to me, so read a book this week. And until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm so glad that Orson Welles was kind to Mark Cashman. (laughs) My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you. Go out into the world and be the star you are. You were born to shine, so shine brightly. Be your authentic, unapologetically authentic self. Thank you so much. Be with me next Wednesday, 4 to 5. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.